0: This podcast deals with sensitive subjects and listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Crime Cabinet. Eight hours are critical when someone goes missing. When the missing person is a child, the stakes are raised. Nothing is more important than finding them. Like millions of children worldwide, Sam Hazelwood is on a school trip like any other. That is, until he's taken. Colorado Bureau detective Jackson Gunn is tasked with unraveling the mystery of Sam's disappearance. However, even for someone as experienced as Gunn, the motivation behind the boy's disappearance proves more twisted than he ever could imagine. We'll go and find the boy before it's too late. So, welcome to the crime cabinet. I'm going to be interviewing a fantastic author today, Andrew Tardif. So, Andrew, congratulations on such a fantastic book.
1: Oh, thank you very much. Um, yeah, it's uh, it was a good project to to do. Um, it was really nice to to get just to get my teeth sunk into something. Um, bit like a uh, bit like I've put on my uh, on my Twitter profile that it's like p- picking up a paintbrush. Really, um, it's just a way to. To be creative and to, um, yeah, just put something on paper is brilliant.
0: Have you always done a lot of writing or is this just something that's just happened or?
1: Yeah, I've done well throughout kind of studying and employment. I've had to do a lot of writing in, in various different ways, um, whether it's reports or whether it's essays or whether it's this and that. So getting a, a really good ability to put something down on paper um, and to, to be descriptive has kind of been Required, really. Yeah.
0: So, so can if you, if you can explain to people what the book's about.
1: Sure. So uh, the book is um, centred around uh, a detective uh, called Jackson Gunn. Um, he is working for the Colorado Bureau of Investigations. And um, he is investigating uh, when a boy goes missing from a school trip.
0: So I read this book in less. I think it was just less than twenty four hours. I started it, I think, on a Sunday morning, and I, and I finished it Sunday night. It was absolutely brilliant. It was a very gripping book. It was one of those ones that I warn you now: if you're going to read this, it's probably best to do it whilst we're in lockdown because if you've not, it's going to it's going to consume you. And I must say, I absolutely love Jackson Gunn. I think he is a great character, um, and to me. I don't know how he looks in your head, but in my head, he's almost a bit like um, a cross between Jason Statham and The Rock.
1: Wow. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you what, I'll go with that.
0: Does he not look like that in your head?
1: Not as such, but he does now. Um...
0: (laughs) So there's the future. If it becomes a film, those two may be a good character for this.
1: (laughs) I think the casting is absolutely perfect with that. Um you've done a much better job of casting that than I have. Um yeah, I, I kind of wanted him to be a, a little bit different from the mainstream detective um which I know detective uh, novels have been done an awful lot and that's kind of what I had in mind mm. when when starting out. You know, I wanted to to still do that because it's my um it's kind of a little bit of my background. Um but I I just wanted to, to create a character that was, you know, there's there are so many detectives in books across the market where they're, they're all sort of grizzled veterans and they've got a dark, shady past and they've got, you know, X, Y and Z going on behind the scenes. But yeah. also, there is a backstory to Jackson. It's kind of, I, I kind of want him to be, um, I don't really know how to phrase it other than the, the, the average Joe on the streets detective.
0: I think he is quite... um, I think, for me, he's a character that you kind of... It's, it's you sort of I don't know how to explain it but you do kind of relate to him he seems sort of like new on the job um but not new because he's not a brand new detective but he it's kind of like you're sort of learning along with him um and sort of just it's almost like he's sort of taking you under his wing when you're reading it I feel it's like you're sort of it's very easy I think you're a very descriptive writer and it's very easy to picture everything that's going on in your head and I think that was really that was a really really good thing about your book it was that it was very descriptive and you can build up the mental picture really easily um when you're writing do you have a you know with your character so did you have like a clear a clear idea of what he was going to look like what he was going to be before you started writing or is it something that sort of built along as you went
1: it's sort of it built along as I went really um you know I had a, a sort of idea um at the start mm. um and then just as the story went there were kind of bits that you know pieces of of his puzzle that kind of clicked into place as I went along really and if I didn't like something I'd just go back and change it but um yeah it kind of developed as the story went along rather than me having a clear picture in my head before I started
0: and the books also is it's based in the USA as well um and having already followed you on Twitter I knew that you were English but reading the book I was like oh hang on a minute and I went back and checked Twitter and was like oh no he is English so how how did that come about because it's (laughs) you would never guess from 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 reading it that you weren't already an American writer
1: oh well, I'm, I'm I am glad it's believable um I mean it's <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah I, I kind of the reason that it's come about to be based in America is because I mean I am a, a a huge bookworm I absolutely love having a book on the go i I you know probably too many books on the go. um if you ask other people um but the books that I've mainly read have been have have mainly been set in America I tend to get more invested in a story when it's when it's set outside the UK and I'm not quite sure why that is uh, yeah because you know I have equally read some brilliant novels set in the UK um but I think the majority of books I've read have been set in the USA and I I also I'm, I'm so fascinated by America because it just covers such a huge spectrum of a- anything you can think of any, any cultures, any, you know, any weather, any architecture, um, you know, whether it's in the country, whether it's in the middle of a city, there's just such an enormous range of things on offer.
0: In it, you mentioned about John JonBenet Ramsey and I said, Oh, that's a real case. And so then I got me thinking, um, obviously because I knew you were English, um, oh, I wonder if all of these places that you've talked about in the book are mm. real places or if it's something that you've sort of... It's a, a place that you've kind of invented. So, like, the mines and everything. Was that was that somewhere you've been or seen or was that something just you just completely made up?
1: So, the mine it, itself and the, the abandoned town around it, that was completely in my head. That was completely my imagination. Uh, none of Amazing. that is a real place. Um, I've sort of... Um, You know, I've been influenced by things that I've read, articles I've read, pictures I've seen. I had a picture in my mind about sort of what I wanted it to look like, but it is completely made up. Um, In terms of the settings in Denver, um, those are actually pretty accurate to life. So I've got Google Maps to thank for that. That was the (laughs) basis of my research for that. Um, So, yeah, just kind of. You know, rough guides of oh, this was half an hour outside the city, or this was however far away, and you had to travel here by this, you know, by by car or by plane or whatever. You know, that that was research. But in terms of of the mine and a couple of other settings, yet completely, uh, completely my imagination.
0: And I thought that that was because when I was reading it, I was thinking, God, I quite like because I quite like America and I'm really fascinated about, like you say, how um, how vast it is and how, diff- how, how big everything is and how much of, of things there are there. And when I was um, when I was reading the book and it was talking about the mine and and this back in the day and this is what happened and the mine blew up and I was thinking, God, I'd actually quite like to go and see this place. And now it's not even there. <laughs>
1: well this is the beauty of it there are similar places um so yeah I that's the that's the thing this sort of that that sort of setting really interests me yeah um because I'm the same I'd be you know not necessarily about my descriptions but You know, there are certain things like that that I I would read an article about and think, oh, that is that's so interesting.
0: And it was very clever, I think, in the book that you twisted and turned it. And just as I thought, oh, no, okay I think that's going to be a dead end. Nothing's going to happen. And then all of a sudden someone gets shot and I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? (laughs) And then and and then I think, oh, okay I know what's happening here. And then I read on like 10 pages and go, okay maybe I don't know what's happening here um and and that was really good it was very so what gave you the inspiration to write this particular book
1: um do you know I I can't actually remember exactly what it was that gave me (laughs) the inspiration the reason for that being was um I started writing this quite a few years ago um Mm. and I took a bit of a break um and I sort of hit a bit of writer's block and I thought you know I'll just I'll give it you know give it some space a little bit and see if any ideas occur to me and then a few things happened um good things but things happened in life where yeah. i just didn't get back to writing so um so in terms of the actual specific thing that that really kind of made me want to to write about um about this I, aside from saying that there have been you know the odd article that i've read or the odd story i've read about or the novel that i've you know a novel that i've read or something you know, mm. there's always been that interest in me. Um, there's always been that sort of um, curiosity, and this particular, you know, the the setting of the novel and the um, the the reason that um, not to give away, not any spoilers, but that yeah. that it's not set in a forty eight hour period. You know, it's a bit of a, a bit it is a fairly well known thing that the first forty eight hours are crucial in a missing persons mm. investigation. So I thought, well, what if, you know, what if it wasn't within that time period? Um, it... I think
0: that was quite good as well. I think that was really good that it wasn't, it wasn't all done quickly over and done with. And that was that it was, and it wasn't something that immediately he, you know, I'm not going to spoil it for people, but immediately, we you know, he knew what was going on. It was very clever the way he sort of put things together. And I think it made it very, very, um, I, I guess it made it, it flow really nicely I think and it wasn't anything that you could read and go "Oh, that would never happen it was all very believable I think it's quite a believable story and like you say he came across as kind of um maybe it's just a female thing and thinking big strong and that you know and, and handsome <laughs> um but um I think he came across as, especially because it mentions sort of, you know, he has a wife and he has a child, um, and I think it sort of brings a bit more human element to the detective rather than this all, you know, almighty detective that solves everything. You kind of get a feel that he's just a normal man, really.
1: Yeah, and I think that sort of, um, you know, that's influenced my thinking for how to develop the character further. Um, you know, i've I've read, I've read a lot of detective novels where they they have had. I, I don't know. It could be a drinking problem, or it could be a gambling yeah. problem, and they've lost everybody in their life, and the work is the only yeah. thing to cling on to. And you know, when it's done well, it's it's brilliant. Sometimes it can be a little bit of a sort of oh, yep, doing this again. So yeah, um, yeah, I kind of have wanted to to steer away from from a lot of the a lot of the cliches. I think I've kind of there are a few cliches in my writing um you know like a detective um looking into a missing person but um some of those are sort of unavoidable if that's the genre that you want to to write about exactly
0: yeah exactly um,
1: but yeah hopefully I've sort of made him yeah like you say a a, a relatable character um and somebody that you kind of want to I don't know go for a drink with or yeah um He's the
0: kind of guy you could imagine just being down the pub couldn't you, on, a, on a Friday night. And it just seems very, he does seem a very relatable guy. And I think um, for me reading it, I think straight away you kind of warm to him because he's a normal, he seems like a normal man. He doesn't seem like, this. he seems like the sort of person that you could sort of just have a chat to. Um, and I think that's, it's not all you don't always get that as a reader. I don't think you always get that in a detective because it's a very unknown um Job, you know, we don't. did normal person doesn't know a lot about that kind of thing. I think for this, you kind of get a bit of an insight and realize that actually the things that he's seeing and doing and, and that kind of thing, it's just his job, and it's and he's going to go home to his family at the end of the night. It's not a um. You know, it's not a, It's not like a film where it's all done and dusted in the, in like half an hour. So I think that mm. was really good. And so that gives me. That leads me to the question I have to ask: Are there going to be more with Gun? Are we going to see him again?
1: Do you know what? Yes the the answer is yes. Uh, there will be more of Gun. There was a point where I thought maybe not. Um, no. <laughs> but no. There he definitely
0: ne- needs to be more.
1: <laughs> he is coming back. You will hear. Uh, about more of his backstory um you know there's a little bit of a, a red herring in the first book which mm-hmm. you know has uh, has raised a couple of questions and i'm glad they've raised the questions um because that's kind of uh resolved in the second book um which I'm excited. which is underway it's um i'm about ten thousand words in so it's in it's fairly early stages but um but yeah no he is coming back
0: that is exciting that's very good I'm glad you said yes to that question (laughs) (laughs) I'd be very sad if you said no because I read the book got to the end and went oh but I want to know more I want to I want to know more about what's going on so that was that was quite good so for you um when you first um were published obviously because you're a self you've self-published your book haven't you
1: that's right yes
0: and so um how does that feel? You know, having a book, you know, your book in your hand. I mean, I've got a copy. How how does it feel having your your work there in your hand?
1: It's it's absolutely amazing and it is so surreal. Um it's something that I, I pictured happening and I wanted to happen, but I didn't know that it ever would. Um and to have, you know, I, I kind of engineered this obviously, but putting my book on a bookshelf with other esteemed, you know, with with esteemed authors um, was actually quite cool. Um, even if I, even if I rearranged the books myself, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we, we make our own sort of um, dreams, don't we? So yeah.
0: No, was, I think it's amazing.
1: Oh, yeah. It was just, it was just really nice to to be able to have the copy in my hand. Um, yeah. It was just absolutely amazing. I, I never thought it would be possible. I did have, um, I did have one publishing offer, which perhaps could have widened the audience a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't quite the right offer. So I, I, I had to unfortunately turn it down. But it was mm-hmm. nice to know that there were routes to do that from sort of my my own um, initiative, really. And um, so it was it was nice to be able to do that rather than having to wait for a publisher to come along.
0: That's right. And I think, I think that obviously now you've done it and we've, and we've got the book. I really hope that a lot of people do get to read it. And I really hope that a lot of people, um, I mean, I think I found you on Twitter. I think when you first joined Twitter and it was just a coincidence, I think somebody had retweeted something and I looked in and I saw the book and it was the, it it was the red, it was the red lettering against the black. I thought, Oh, what's that? And I had it. And then I clicked on it and had a look. And then obviously I bought your book and, and read it. Um, and I do, I sincerely hope that um, a lot of people buy it because I can't recommend it enough. And I think you'll have a huge following for Gunn um, because I've explained it to a few of my friends and a few of my author friends. Um, and I've explained the the plot of the book and, and they've all said, oh, okay, so where did you get it? And so then I would go, oh, I'll go on Amazon, you can get it on here and you can get it here. Um, and, and I think it's quite an intriguing, I think it's a very intriguing plot. I would, yeah, I would defy any crime fan to sort of, even just looking at the book itself, um it's one of those books that you have to pick up and have a look at it it's it's a really nice cover I do really like it I think it's very
1: intriguing oh thank you and yeah I really appreciate you saying saying that I mean it was um I, it's um the the picture on the cover actually isn't of a mine which is um <laughs> a yeah of, a little bit of a sort of useless fact for you but yeah it was just something that looked right somehow it looked kind of mysterious um it does so, yeah, it does and I have, um, there's a, a, a guy called sort of a friend of a friend, a guy called Darman Richter, who I've got to thank for that. Um, because he has a travel blog. Um, he's gone all over the world. a uh, very, very good blog to, to read. It's called the Bohemian blog. Um, so he, he, uh, it was, yeah, it was basically a friend that I haven't spoken to in years. He, uh, he's, he was interested in the fact that I'd written a book and, um, and he said, oh, I know somebody who's got some great photos available. And um, so put me in contact. And um, and yeah, so um, he sent me a... It's great. A, yeah, it's it, he, his photography is, is phenomenal. Um, so yeah, I just said, oh, is it all right if I use this? And, and he very kindly said, yeah, um, you know, by all means, use it. And um, maybe have a shout out in the book for me. And I said, Absolutely. You know definitely so
0: and for him it must be amazing to have you know to have his his photo on the front cover of a book i mean that's that's really nice for him as well because it is a good it is a really nice photo it is it is really good mm. um so yeah check out andrew's um andrew's book um so where can where can people get the
1: book so uh, people can uh, either download it on kindle or they can uh, they can buy a paperback copy um, both are available obviously Kindle on, on Amazon but also the paperbacks on Amazon as well I'm hoping to kind of widen the availability as well um, in, in due course so um, so it, it should be available soon on sort of from other outlets but at the moment it's uh, it's Amazon
0: and so and you're also on Twitter as well so if people want to follow you on Twitter um, how do they find you how do they find you there uh,
1: so my Twitter handle is at Tardif Author um, capital T capital A I guess I'm quite fortunate to have a, a distinctive surname. It's a bit like Doctor Who, but not quite. <laughs> um, that's how people tend to remember it.
0: So. <laughs> I never thought of it like that, actually. That's quite clever. Yeah, I didn't even think of it like that. Um, so what's next for you then? What, what, are, what are you going to be up to next?
1: So um, I'm taking as, as many opportunities as I can to, to write uh, the second novel. Um, so that will be the, the next stage, just go, going continuing with that continuing the, re- the research and um and sort of putting well i would say pen to paper but metaphorically <laughs> um and uh yeah so that, that's going to be the the continuing project hopefully i'll be able to to, to devote more time to it but um yeah so
0: hopefully so from from the point of lockdown we want this to continue as long as it takes for you to finish <laughs> that book
1: <laughs> well so, you've you got to find the positives in these situations <laughs> you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> there'll be something good coming out of it so yeah we'll, we'll keep keep you locked up writing the next the next book so we can um so we can get everyone reading it so um you very kindly said that you would you would read a bit of the book for us so certainly yeah. you carry on and read an excerpt of your book
1: absolutely yep yeah. so he was about to flick the switch and call it a day he had the patience of a saint but even this was testing him He'd been out all day, and it was a gloriously bright autumn day, but dark clouds were blowing in with the strong breeze. He'd taken the rare break in the rain to get out of his house and get some air into his lungs. He got up every day at six o'clock, and this morning was no different. He had showered, dressed, and eaten his breakfast. A creature of habit, everything in his life was regimented. Some had said to him that it would be good for him to sometimes venture outside his comfort zone. He had replied by pointing out that it wasn't called a comfort zone for nothing. He had based his day's activities on the weather situation after he had cleaned his teeth, thus finishing his daily morning routine. Living in Britain meant that there was rarely an occasion when you could wake up, see the sun shining through the window, and put your stock in that for the rest of the day. Britain is located firmly in the crosshairs of four weather systems. Barry often thought that this being a weather reporter in Britain was like holding the post of lottery correspondent. This morning, however, there was a slight breeze, a nip in the air, but clear skies to the horizon, which told him he would at least have a bit of time to enjoy outdoors, all day if he was lucky. He had what he liked to think of as Schrodinger's luck. He was both lucky and unlucky at the same time. He'd been decidedly unlucky to have been crushed against the wall of the warehouse by a forklift, but he had been immensely lucky to have emerged with his life. He had sustained a number of severe internal and external injuries. Several organs were bruised or collapsed, bones broken, but modern medicine being what it was meant that Barry had made a reasonable recovery. In the immediate aftermath, a reasonable recovery was thought to be impossible. That was seven years ago. He had claimed employment support allowance in its various forms in the years since, and he was permanently unavailable for work. His only issue was keeping things at bay. Pain, boredom, the neighbourhood cat. he had devoted his time to developing a metal detector which incorporated different elements from machines of old. It ran on a battery pack which lasted for 12 hours. It had a sophisticated induction balance system which he had tuned to differentiate between a large number of metals and alloys and he had amended the working so that it ran much less of a risk inadvertently avoiding desirable metals with the same phase responses as undesirable ones. It was this machine that had accompanied him to this area of the Sussex countryside where he now held his thumb hovering over the power switch. He was about to press the button when he gave one final sweep and a piercing noise like a theremin pierced the breeze. He made a couple more sweeps of the machine as confirmation. He took off his rucksack and undid the cords at the front, freeing a small collapsible stool. He folded it and placed it a couple of feet to the side of the spot he was focused on. Moving slowly because of his limited mobility, he eased himself down into a seated position on the stool before unzipping his bag and retrieving a small shovel. Setting to work on the patch of earth was fine to begin with, but eventually his body temperature defied the chill of the day soon he was sweating with the exertion after a few minutes of slow but steady progress the shovel hit something using the tip of it to scrape away the loose dirt something metallic winked in the sun he jimmied the shovel underneath the object and levered it again and again until it was freed from the soil's grasp donning a pair of cloth gloves barry reached down grabbed the object and pulled first whatever it was stubbornly held onto the soil and the movements under the ground told him it was a long thin object he tried to bend down to sweep away dirt with his hands but realised he was asking too much of his poor back. He let go of the shovel's handle and gingerly straightened a little. The pain subsided. He reached down for the handle slowly and moved the shovel from side to side. The object loosened. With a th- final levering action, a thuck confirmed that he had freed it from the loam below. He reached down a little too eagerly to fetch it and instantly felt a jolt of pain course through his back. He closed his eyes and breathed deeply, cursing himself for the sudden movement. In his hand, he held the cause of the metal detector's otherworldly whine. He knew exactly what it was. This was not good. In his hand, he held an intramedullary rod. He knew what it was used for and what it was called because he had one himself. One of his many injuries from the forklift accident was a crushed right leg. Compound fractures of the femur, tibia and fibula, along with all manner of devastation to his knee, meant multiple extensive operations to try and save his leg. He had been warned of the pain he could expect to face in his later years, but he went ahead with the surgery regardless. During one of these operations, an intramedullary rod had been inserted in his thigh to take the weight of his upper body, shared with the broken femur to allow it to heal. But what on God's green earth was one doing buried in the countryside? It suddenly dawned on him that he was wise to put on gloves. He took out his phone and dialed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Oh now see now I want to read the rest of it now. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh that sounds amazing. I'm so looking forward to it oh thank you oh that's really good so that's brilliant thank you so much that's really good so we got a nice insight into the next one which is amazing that's a real privilege thank you very much
1: no problem at all so
0: thank you so much for talking to me today it's been amazing it's been really really nice to speak to you and and hear your side of your book um so i feel really privileged to be able to do that and yeah i really appreciate it it's been lovely thank you very much
1: no problem thank you very much for having me
0: no you're welcome so is there anybody that you would like to thank or anything you would like to say to anyone
1: um yes i, I mean i would i would like to thank um particularly my wife vicky um she always sort of uh, as i've put in the front of the book it's um as the dedication says she always nudged me to keep writing um whenever i kind of thought oh you know this is going to be this is going to be rubbish um you know i can do i can do better than this or should i just pack it in completely she was always there to say you no. Know, carry on um and actually both her parents and my parents have have done the same so um so yeah there's a there are a number of people who have been encouraging to me so um oh that's so, really yeah. lovely and, I, and i'd also like to thank everybody who has bought the book so far and um, it's really lovely to 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 have you know people supporting um fledgling authors which also is is why i've found or how i've found social media to be so brilliant as well
0: yeah it's great isn't it it's really nice and really twitter is is how i how i found your book um and i'm so glad because um yeah it really was an an excellent book and i'm really really looking forward to the next one so i wish you all the luck in the world or whatever you wish writers um i wish you all the luck with that one i'm sure it'll be absolutely amazing